So, Ed, in 1965, you wrote um, a book that uh, has sort of an interesting title, Organizational Psychology, which sort of summarized the field at that time. We're now 50 years later, um, exactly in 2015, as we sit here and, and chat. And I'm wondering, you know, one of the themes that I detect in your article is sort of a comparison between what we knew then and, and what we know now. And in, I think in a lot of ways, you would probably acknowledge that we have moved forward. But in, in other ways, I think what have we really learned in the field? And I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to your sense of to what extent have we had progress in, in sort of the areas of, of our field that, that you cover in your article? I think what research showed way back from leadership research mm -hmm. and so on uh, is the same thing as what we're rediscovering. Mm. But there's a huge difference in in how these things get applied. So it's not that the knowledge has changed so much as the form in which it's been applied has changed a lot. Okay. And that turns out to be because organizations have changed and society has changed. Mm -hmm. So the leadership issues, the organizational issues, how you structure things mm -hmm. is today a different set of problems. Mm -hmm. So a piece of knowledge like things work better when a boss involves his subordinates <laughs> was already known in right. the 50s. Right. But the application of that in today's auto industry versus today's Google right. are so different that mm -hmm. I think the struggle in the field is to keep figuring out how to apply what we know okay. in the face of all kinds of organizational forces that work against the application. Because mm -hmm. I think we're using maybe 20% of what we know mm. because organizationally, bosses don't want to involve their subordinates. There are all kinds of cultural reasons why they prefer yeah. Yeah. to stay autonomous. And so the knowledge and the application of knowledge yeah. is where I see less progress. Yeah. And so what do you think is the barrier to sort of managers or to organizations as a whole? Um, I think you kind of touch on kind of the McGregor work, theory X, theory Y a little bit, and kind of those, those mindsets that, that managers or organizations have about, about their people. But what, what, you know, what's preventing uh, that from occurring? I think as I got more into the concept of culture, which I always was interested in, right. I began to see cultural forces at the national level, the occupational level, and at the organizational level mm -hmm. as being the major counteraction right. to a lot of what we know <clears throat> about teams, about team building, about how to manage people. Mm -hmm. So you keep rediscovering that <clears throat> there, if there is an organization that does it, by what we know from research, they really do better. Mm -hmm. But there, for that few organizations, there are a hundred organizations sure. that don't use the knowledge. And if you say, why not? Because there are other economic forces or social forces mm -hmm. or personality factors mm -hmm. that, that make those managers, those leaders believe in a different set of theories. Management by fear. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we know that that doesn't work, 
but I keep encountering managers right. who say, well, that's the only way to do it because it works for them. Mm -hmm. So I think the whole field is kind of bifurcated mm -hmm. by what we know versus what actually gets applied.